Welcome to Skybound Chronicles, your high-flying passport to the incredible world of aviation. I'm Pavel, your guide through the thrilling tale of the Boeing 707. Get ready for a turbocharged journey as we zoom through the Boeing 707's birth from audacious concept to aviation game-changer. We'll soar through the clouds of history, exploring glamorous airlines, heart-stopping hurdles, and epic competition that defined an era. So, fasten your seatbelts, aviation enthusiasts. Skybound Chronicles is your VIP ticket to the thrilling saga of the Boeing 707. Boeing, a powerhouse in military aircraft during and after World War II, faced a commercial challenge. While their bombers soared to new heights, their passenger planes struggled against competitors like Douglas Aircraft. The 377 Stratocruiser, Boeing's offering, faced a dim future with only 56 sold units and a hefty $15 million loss. But in the late 1940s, a spark of innovation ignited. In 1949 and 1950, Boeing envisioned a jet transport with dual military and civilian appeal. The timing was perfect, with aerial refueling becoming a military norm. Enter the 707. But why 700 series? Boeing wanted a clean break from its propeller-driven past, and the 700 series was born, with marketing opting for the catchier 707. The Game Changer? The Pratt & Whitney JT-3C turbojet engine, a civilian powerhouse derived from the military J-57. With newfound design freedom, Boeing raced through wing and engine layouts, birthing the 367-80-80 prototype in under two years. This flying proof of concept would set the stage for both military and civilian applications. The United States Air Force was quick to hop on board, adopting the Dash 80 as the KC-135 Stratotanker. But the passenger 707's profitability was uncertain considering Boeing's primary revenue stream was military contracts. In a bold move, test pilot Tex Johnston even performed a barrel roll during a demonstration flight, pushing the limits and earning a gentle reprimand. The prototype's 132-inch wide fuselage initially accommodated four abreast seating, but market demands and competition led Boeing to widen it to 148 inches, embracing the five-abreast seating configuration. The 707 to 120 took flight in 1957 with FAA certification following in 1958, marking a new era in aviation. But that was just the beginning. The 707 evolved with customer demands and competitive pressures. Shorter-bodied versions like the 707 to 138 and higher-thrust models like the 707 to 220 entered the scene. The 707 to 320 with extended span wings and various engine options showcased Boeing's commitment to innovation. The Pratt & Whitney JT-3D turbofan engine emerged as a game-changer, offering improved fuel efficiency and thrust. With the 707-320B series, the aircraft could now achieve non-stop flights across vast distances. Boeing's ingenuity didn't stop there. The 707-320C, a convertible variant with a cargo-friendly fuselage door, marked the pinnacle of the 707's civilian evolution. In total, 1,010 civilian 707s took to the skies between 1958 and 1978, leaving an indelible mark on aviation history. But the 707's legacy doesn't end there. Its DNA lives on in successors like the 737, sharing a modified fuselage, and in the 757, boasting the same fuselage cross-section. As we soar through the skies of time, remember that every flight today carries a piece of the Boeing 707's pioneering spirit. 
The 707's wings, gracefully swept back at 35 degrees, introduced a flying characteristic known as Dutch roll. This motion and alternating combination of yawing and rolling was a familiar challenge for Boeing, having dealt with it on previous aircraft like the B-47 and B-52. The company had already developed the yaw damper system on the B-47 to mitigate this instability, anticipating its application to later swept-wing configurations, including the 707. However, the transition wasn't seamless. Many pilots accustomed to straight-wing propeller-driven aircraft found themselves in uncharted territory. In a chilling incident during a customer acceptance flight, the yaw damper was intentionally turned off to familiarize new pilots with flying techniques. Unfortunately, a trainee pilot's actions exacerbated the Dutch roll, resulting in the violent tearing of three out of four engines from the wings. This tragic crash, involving a brand new 707 to 227 destined for Braniff, emphasized the need for a deeper understanding of this flying characteristic. In a recount from test pilot Tex Johnston's autobiography, he describes a Dutch roll incident during an early commercial 707 flight. Passengers became ill as the aircraft's movements persisted. Recognizing a potential mis-rigging of the directional autopilot, Johnston took control, manually stabilizing the plane and disconnecting the faulty autopilot. In response to these challenges, Tex Johnston recommended critical modifications to enhance directional stability. These included increasing the height of the tail fin, adding a boosted rudder, and introducing a ventral fin. These adjustments aimed to mitigate Dutch roll, providing pilots with greater control and passengers with a smoother ride. The 707's Pratt & Whitney JT-3D-3B engines, identifiable by large gray secondary air inlet doors in the nose cowl, played a pivotal role in its performance. During takeoff, these doors opened fully to provide additional air, automatically closing with increasing airspeed. The 707 also boasted being the first commercial jet aircraft fitted with clamshell-type thrust reversers, a feature that enhanced braking efficiency upon landing. One distinctive feature of the 707 was its use of engine-driven turbocompressors for cabin pressurization. Notably, the outer port, number one, engine mount differed on many models as this engine was not fitted with a turbocompressor. Later models often adopted this configuration, with American Airlines deviating further by having turbocompressors on engines two and three only. Looking to the future, Pratt & Whitney, in collaboration with 7Q7, SQS, and Omega Air, explored the JT-8D-219 low-bypass turbofan as a replacement power plant for 707-based aircraft. Labeled the 707RE, this innovative engine promised enhanced fuel efficiency and a quieter operation, marking a new chapter in the 707's technological evolution. The Boeing 707 officially took flight into commercial service on October 17, 1958, with Pan American World Airways leading the charge. Pan Am's strategic move to commit to 20 Boeing 707s and 25 Douglas DC-8s set the stage for a fierce competition. By securing the first off-production line for each aircraft type, Pan Am not only became the launch customer, for both transcontinental American jets but also the exclusive operator of American intercontinental jet transports for at least a year. While the British de Havilland Comet posed a minimal threat, the fatal accidents early in its introduction had shifted the focus to American-made jets. The rivalry between the Boeing 707 and Douglas DC-8 intensified, with Boeing making a crucial decision to redesign and enlarge the 707's wing to enhance its range and payload resulting in the birth of the 707 to 320. 
Pan Am's inauguration of 707 service marked a historic moment attended by none other than President Eisenhower. The aircraft's first commercial flight took place on October 26, 1958, from New York to Paris with a fuel stop in Gander, Newfoundland. National Airlines leasing 707s from Pan AM made history in December by operating the first U.S. domestic jet airline flights between New York and Miami. Transworld Airlines TWA entered the jet age under the leadership of Howard Hughes, ordering eight Boeing 707 to 120 aircraft. TWA's inaugural Starstream jet service launched on January 25, 1959, between New York and San Francisco. Following suit, American Airlines, TWA, and Continental Airlines all introduced their own 707 services, leaving competitors like United, Delta, and Eastern without jets until September, resulting in a loss of market share on transcontinental flights. The global impact of the 707 was profound. Qantas became the first non-U.S. airline to operate 707s in 1959. The aircraft's success triggered rapid developments in airport infrastructure, air traffic control systems, and various aspects of air travel. The 707 not only revolutionized the passenger experience but also spurred advancements to accommodate the increasing demand for air travel. However, as the 1960s drew to a close, the 707 faced a paradox it had become a victim of its own success. The surge in air travel overwhelmed the aircraft's capacity, prompting Boeing to conceive a groundbreaking solution, the Boeing 747, the world's first wide-body airliner. The 707's first-generation engine technology also faced challenges with noise and fuel economy, especially after the 1973 oil crisis. In response to evolving international noise regulations in 1985, the 707's operations were under threat. Shannon Engineering of Seattle developed a hush kit funded by Tracer Incorporated to address noise concerns. By the late 1980s, 172 Boeing 707s had been equipped with the Quiet 707 package, allowing these venerable aircraft to continue their service. The end of an era arrived on October 30, 1983, when Trans World Airlines flew the last scheduled 707 passenger flight by a U.S. carrier. However, the 707's legacy endured globally with Middle East Airlines of Lebanon flying 707s in passenger service until the late 1990s. Saha Airlines of Iran retained the title of the last commercial operator of the Boeing 707 until its scheduled passenger service suspension in April 2013. As of 2019, only a handful of Boeing 707s remain operational, serving military roles in aerial refueling, transport, and AWACS missions. Join us next time on Skybound Chronicles as we explore the enduring impact of the Boeing 707 in the ever-evolving skies. 707-020, a compact derivative the 707-020 represented Boeing's foray into compact derivatives catering to airlines with requirements for shorter flights and runways. Announced in July 1957, its development and subsequent certification as the 707-020 showcased Boeing's ability to tailor their designs to specific operational needs. The reduced length by 9 feet, 2.7 meters, modified wing, and a lighter airframe demonstrated Boeing's commitment to versatility.
the 720B variant with JT3D turbofans extended its capabilities entering service in March 1961 and offering an enhanced range of 3,200 nautical miles, 5,900 kilometers, for 156 passengers. United Airlines, which received the first 707-020, embraced its efficiency on routes with varying runway constraints. 707 to 120, pioneer of commercial jet aviation, the 707 to 120 as the first production variant marked a historic milestone in the annals of commercial aviation. Its longer and wider fuselage, coupled with a greater wingspan than the Dash 80 prototype, allowed it to carry up to 189 passengers. Introduced with Pratt and Whitney JT3C6 turbojets, the 707 to 120 pioneered transcontinental flights, albeit requiring refueling stops when crossing the North Atlantic. Pan Am's acceptance of this variant on October 26, 1958, heralded a new era in air travel. American Airlines also joined the league with an order for 3,707 to 123 units. 707-120B Transition to turbofans with the 707-120B, Boeing embraced the transition to turbofan technology by incorporating Pratt & Whitney JT-3D-1 turbofan engines. This shift not only enhanced efficiency but also marked Boeing's commitment to staying at the forefront of aviation innovation. The integration of the 720B wing modifications and a longer tailplane further solidified the 707's position as a reliable and adaptable aircraft. American Airlines and Transworld Airlines, TWA, were among the primary operators recognizing the benefits of quieter, more powerful, and fuel-efficient engines. 707 to 220 Hot and high operations, the 707 to 220 targeted specific operational challenges focusing on hot and high altitude environments. Equipped with powerful Pratt and Whitney JT-4A-3 turbojets, its design aimed to tackle demanding conditions. Though only four out of the planned five were delivered to Braniff International Airways, the 707 to 220 highlighted Boeing's responsiveness to diverse airline requirements. 707 to 320, the stretched intercontinental, the 707 to 320 intercontinental emerged as a stretched version of the 707 to 120, emphasizing its versatility and catering to the evolving needs of airlines. The elongated fuselage, increased wingspan, and extended range showcased Boeing's commitment to adapting its designs for true transoceanic flights. Pan Am's inaugural flight in August 1959 marked a significant moment in commercial aviation. Airlines like Lufthansa and Air India also embraced the 707 to 320 for their long-haul operations. 707-320B transitioned to turbofans with aerodynamic refinements building on the success of the 707 to 320. The Dash 320B variant introduced JT-3D turbofan engines with aerodynamic refinements. This not only addressed efficiency concerns but also represented Boeing's dedication to continuous improvement. The addition of a second inboard kink in the wing and curved low-drag wingtips exemplified Boeing's commitment to refining its designs for optimal performance. 707-320C Convertible Passenger Freight Configuration The 707-320C with its convertible passenger freight configuration became a workhorse for airlines seeking adaptability. 
The strengthened floor and cargo door added a new dimension to the aircraft's utility, catering to diverse transportation needs. Its widespread popularity with 335 units produced attested to its success in meeting the demands of both passenger and cargo operations. Braniff International Airways, BOAC, and Qantas were among the carriers that integrated this variant into their fleets. 707 to 820 and 707 to 620. Ambitious stretch variants the 707 to 620 and 707 to 820 projects represented Boeing's ambitious attempts to extend the aircraft's capabilities in both domestic and intercontinental ranges. However, faced with the challenges of structural redesign and the emergence of the Boeing 747, Boeing made the strategic decision to discontinue these projects in 1966, underlining the dynamic nature of the aviation industry. Undeveloped variants and military roles beyond its civilian applications, the Boeing 707 found diverse roles in military service. Its transformation into the E-3 Century and E-8 Joint Stars showcased Boeing's ability to adapt its platforms for critical military functions. The VC-137, serving as Air Force One, demonstrated Boeing's prowess in creating specialized variants for prestigious roles. The Canadian Forces operation of the CC-137 Husky underscored the global reach and acceptance of the Boeing 707 in military capacities. In essence, the Boeing 707 variants were not just aircraft, they were milestones in aviation history reflecting the industry's evolution, challenges, and triumphs. Each variant tells a story of innovation, adaptation, and the relentless pursuit of excellence that has characterized Boeing's legacy in the aviation realm. Customer Codes Tailoring Aircraft for Airlines Boeing's introduction of customer codes with the 707 revolutionized how airlines personalized their fleet. The codes, a continuation from the Boeing 377, involved affixing two digits to the model number, signifying specific options and livery preferences. For instance, Pan AM carried the code 21, resulting in a 707-320B being designated as 707-321B. This system, maintaining consistency through subsequent Boeing models, provided a streamlined way for airlines to specify and identify their unique configurations. Pan American World Airways, Pan AM pioneers of jet travel Pan AM with its code 21, stood at the forefront of jet travel. The commitment to 20 Boeing 707s marked the airline's bold step into the jet age. Not only did Pan AM secure its position as the launch customer for the 707 but also for the iconic 747 later on. Pan Am 707s with their distinctive 21 code crisscrossed the globe, symbolizing the dawn of a new era in commercial aviation. United Airlines, early adopters and innovators United Airlines designated by the code 22 played a crucial role in the early adoption and innovation around the Boeing 707. The carrier received the first 707-020 showcasing the aircraft's adaptability to various operational requirements. United's fleet of 707s contributed to the widespread acceptance of jet travel within the United States and beyond. Transworld Airlines, TWA embracing jet service under the code 23, TWA entered the jet age with fervor. Howard Hughes, then president of TWA, ordered eight new Boeing 707-120S, launching the airline's Starstream service. TWA's 707s with their distinct code connected major cities with unprecedented speed and comfort, setting new standards for passenger experience. 
Qantas, unique variants for long-haul operations Qantas, represented by the code 38, opted for the 707 to 138 variant customized for extended range. This variant, with a fuselage 10 feet shorter, allowed for increased range, making it suitable for Qantas mid-flight refueling stop in Fiji. The 707-138S became a hallmark of Qantas operations, showcasing the airline's commitment to innovation and efficiency. Braniff International Airways, tailored for specific operations Braniff International Airways, identifiable by the code 27, sought the specialized capabilities of the 707 to 220. Designed for hot and high operations, this variant, powered by Pratt & Whitney JT-4A3 turbojets, addressed the airline's specific operational needs. Although only four were delivered, the 707-220 highlighted Boeing's dedication to tailoring aircraft for diverse airline requirements. Unique Ownership Stories John Travolta's ex-Qantas 707-138B Beyond Commercial Operators, unique ownership stories add a touch of glamour to the Boeing 707's legacy. American actor John Travolta, an aviation enthusiast, owned an ex-Qantas 707-138B with the registration N707JT. His passion for aviation led him to generously donate the aircraft to the Historical Aircraft Restoration Society near Wollongong, Australia, in May 2017. Despite delays in the planned move to Shell Harbour Airport, where HARS is based, Travolta's contribution showcases the enduring allure of the Boeing 707. U.S. Air Force Turbofan Engine Replacement Program In the 1980s, the United States Air Force, USAF, acquired approximately 250 used 707s. These acquisitions served a unique purpose, providing replacement turbofan engines for the KC-135 Estratotanker program. The adaptability of the 707 airframe for military applications further emphasized its versatility and longevity. Welcome back to our podcast series, where we delve into the turbulent history of the Boeing 707, a groundbreaking aircraft that played a significant role in shaping modern aviation. In this segment, we'll be exploring the crashes involving Boeing 707s from 1959 to 1979, a period marked by both technological advancements and tragic incidents. 1959 to 1962, the pioneering years. As the Boeing 707 ushered in the jet age, the early years were marred by a series of accidents. In 1959, American Airlines Flight 514 became the first 707 to crash during a training flight, claiming five lives. Subsequent incidents included crashes during training flights and takeoff attempts, highlighting the learning curve associated with this revolutionary aircraft. 1961 to 1965, Tragedies and Technical Failures the early 1960s witnessed a string of tragic events involving Boeing 707s. From unexplained loss of control during training flights to fatal crashes on approach, the incidents raised concerns about the aircraft's safety. Sabina Flight 548's crash, resulting in the loss of the entire U.S. figure skating team and the crash of Air France Flight 007 during takeoff from Paris's Orly Airport were particularly devastating. 1966 to 1969, hijackings and global unrest. The late 1960s saw a shift in the type of incidents involving Boeing 707s with hijackings becoming more prevalent. Continental Airlines Flight 54 was hijacked in 1961, setting a grim precedent. 
While some hijackings ended without casualties, others like Pan AM Flight 217's crash into the Caribbean Sea resulted in significant loss of life. Additionally, technical issues such as the misinterpretation of navigation instruments continued to contribute to crashes. 1970-1975, Global Accidents and Political Tensions The 1970s brought a mix of accidents, including runway overruns, in-flight oscillations, and bombings. Tensions during this period were reflected in incidents like the hijacking of TWA Flight 85 and the destruction of Pan AM Flight 110 by terrorists from the Palestine Liberation Organization. Accidents in Tel Aviv, Israel, and Pago Pago, American Samoa added to the toll. 1976-1979, Aging Aircraft and Environmental Challenges as the Boeing 707 fleet aged, technical failures and environmental factors played a role in several crashes. Lufthansa Flight 527's collision with a mountain in 1976 highlighted the consequences of aging aircraft. While Pan AM Flight 160's crash due to smoke in the cockpit underscored the environmental challenges faced by these jets. Avianca Flight 52, The Fuel Crisis Tragedy Moving to a tragic event in 1990, Avianca Flight 52 faced a unique set of challenges, including air traffic control issues and a fuel crisis. The crash in Long Island, New York, led to regulatory changes to prevent similar incidents, emphasizing the importance of addressing systemic issues. 2000s Cargo Operations and Technical Failures In the 21st century, cargo operations and technical failures continued to be contributing factors to Boeing 707 accidents. Incidents in Manaus, Brazil, and Lake Victoria, Uganda highlighted the importance of stringent maintenance standards for older aircraft in cargo service. 2019 The Saha Airlines Crash the final entry in this segment brings us to 2019 with the Saha Airlines Boeing 707 crashing near Karaj, Iran. Mistaken identification of runways, adverse weather conditions, and poor visibility resulted in the loss of 15 lives, emphasizing the ongoing challenges associated with operating aging aircraft. In conclusion, exploring the history of Boeing 707 incidents over the years provides a sobering insight into the challenges and tragedies faced by the aviation industry. From the groundbreaking entry of the 707 into commercial service to the later years marked by various accidents, hijackings, and other incidents, the aircraft's journey has been complex. The crashes highlighted a range of issues, from technical malfunctions and severe weather conditions to human error and hijackings. Each event, tragic in its own right, contributed to advancements in aviation safety as investigators tirelessly sought to understand the root causes and implement preventive measures. The chronological overview unveiled patterns and common themes, emphasizing the importance of continuous learning and improvement in aviation safety protocols. From the early crashes in the 1960s to more recent incidents in the 2000s, the industry has evolved significantly in its commitment to passenger safety. It's crucial to acknowledge the collective efforts of aviation professionals, regulatory bodies, and manufacturers in enhancing the safety of air travel. The lessons learned from each incident have shaped the rigorous safety standards we witness in modern aviation, contributing to the industry's overall resilience and commitment to protecting lives. As we reflect on the Boeing 707's journey, it serves as a reminder that progress is often born out of adversity. Today's aviation landscape stands on the shoulders of lessons learned from past tragedies, ensuring that safety remains at the forefront of technological innovation and operational practices.
In honoring the memory of those affected by these incidents, we pay tribute to the resilience of the aviation community and its unwavering dedication to making air travel safer for everyone.